welcome to If You're Listening, One Person's Mission to Force Your Friend to... Yep, I got it. Hang on. I'm pulling out. One Person's Mission to Force Your Friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. I did it. Oh, boy. That one was not great. Yeah, but... Not your best showing. I, I've talked about it, and now it has to stay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, there, we can't ever re-record. It's not no. how podcasts work. In fact, I think we have to use that one for all remaining episodes. Yeah, we'll just cut and copy it yep. forever. That's how we'll... <laughs> cut and copy. I almost said Basecamp. That's not what we use to record things, is it? What is Basecamp? We use GarageBand. It's a project management software. If they'd like to sponsor us, 37 Signals. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll take it. Hey, Ramsey, how are you? I am good. It's a Sunday morning. Meet the Press is on. <laughs> We're Fa- watching Face it. Face the Nation, <laughs> ABC This Week, all the Sunday news shows. Uh, I don't... I've never seen any of those. <laughs> Not even when you thought like cartoons were going to be on and then they weren't. Oh, maybe, maybe, I maybe at my grandparents' house or something. Yeah. Um, Ramsey, yeah. do you want to introduce our guest? I sure do. We have one of my dearest friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just made a face that uh, surprised me. Uh, does a podcast uh, for Revolver Magazine? It's a magazine, right? It's a magazine called Worst Gig Ever. Uh, a lovely band that I'm a huge fan of. A liar. <laughs> I forgot the name of the record label. <laughs> the Flenzer what put out <laughs> our record yes. called Covert Cult of Death from the band Low Estate. Thank you. <laughs> Good job, Ramsey. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Killer intro, brother. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> the Flenzer. It's a weird name. Yeah, right? I feel like I, I, I've definitely only heard that in the last minute when you told me about it oh, yeah i mean i might have only heard it the one minute where we said yeah let's do that record so. <laughs> well thank you but for they're a great there. label i love them so much i, I believe you yeah um so jeff has brought us an album today mm-hmm. um let's tell ramsey what the album is it is called quicksand and their album slip 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 i was expecting a knot at the end of that uh, no, but they were on a label with a band called Slipknot. That is not what the Slipknot that you know. Shut up! Wow. What? There's multiple Slipknot. Yeah, Revelation Records, this hardcore label from California, used to be located in New Haven, Connecticut. They put out this EP by this band Slipknot that was actually kind of more like grungy rock mixed with. I'm going to sound say names. Corrosion of Conformity. You don't know who they are. Nope. But uh, this was years ago. This was '92. 91 maybe ramsey just figured out what new metal was yesterday so it's this is it's gonna go super well (laughs) it's wonderful as far as i knew new metal was when lincoln park and jay-z teamed up i made him i made him listen to corn yeah (laughs) i mean i saw corn uh multiple times yeah uh the first record interesting it was an interesting record it changed how metal dynamics were this is the family values tour that you no no that was after follow the leader which was their third album ramsey oh that was it okay sorry i saw corn sugar ray opening what what Uh, (laughs) in a small club in connecticut called the lng with this other this rap rock band lords of brooklyn (laughs) opening it was mostly hardcore kids (laughs) it was a very small club when sugar ray was kind of heavy Mm. Uh, there was a period where they were like a heavy band and then they just wanted to fly yeah uh so that i don't know changed. which is worse yeah they both stunk uh, <laughs> i went outside and watched people shoot hoops because it was a weird <laughs> basketball hoop and waited for corn to go on it's great um, was smash mouth kind of heavy at one point too i seem to recall that they just had that one song on i don't the think they album. were okay no i think i think sugar ray came from a scene okay 
Like yeah. they they might have been involved in like the SoCal punk scene. Like they probably wore basketball jerseys at yes. some point in their yes. lives. <laughs> like I think they might have played like VFW halls. I think Smash Mouth only <laughs> played showcases. Okay. <laughs> uh, which is my always my you know, I used to work at a major and that was my distinguisher. Like did you play real shows or just showcases? Because <laughs> we definitely signed punk bands, quote unquote, that only played mm. showcases. Garbage fake bands. Yes. For you, Ramsey, to translate. Yes. I see. Um so I have also never heard this album. Which is weird. It's a really important record. I'm familiar. It's an album. Okay, but let's also be clear. This album came out in 1993. You know, but here's the thing. All right. Here's I was my a problem. small child. As a 39-year-old man. One. Well, here's. I guess I constantly am just like, yeah, but you're aware there's yeah, music before. Right. Absolutely. Some student of mine tried to pull that the other day where he's like, I, I'm only 23. I'm like, okay. The world didn't just start, <laughs> start when then. you were born. Sure. Yeah, most of what I've listened to is from the 70s and 80s. <laughs> well, see, I've uh, got that covered. I think my thing is I also listen to a lot of music. Sure. So I just have not heard every album. That's no. also to be for why we have guests. And as but... you should not, not everyone should know this. Just for me, it's like yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. important in the history of punk and hardcore yeah. to me. Well, uh, and my punk tastes definitely go more pop punk right. than hardcore. Sure. Um, I've survived many a VFW hardcore show in my life, uh, mostly because you just had, that's just what you had to do. Right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, my tastes are more pop punk and emo. So I definitely have not like, although I delved. will say they played the first warp tour. They were actually oh. the headliner oh. of the first warp oh, wow. tour. Because uh, oh. the first Warp Tour was a really good show for me. Do you think? Do you think they're going to come back on this reunion Warp Tour? They're going to do uh, this year? I bet you no, because <laughs> it's such a different vibe. I mean, they do have a new record out, so maybe. Uh, and so it's possible, but it's t- because the first Warp Tour was them, this band Orange Nine Millimeter, who aren't great in retrospect, but were from the hardcore scene. Sure, sure, sure. This band Sieve, who oh, were, oh Jesus yeah. fucking Christ, I so, can't with this band. So Sieve oh. used to be Gorilla Biscuits. <laughs> wow. oh, At the time, I was very yes. excited because it's the closest I was going to be able to ever see Grill Biscuits, and they did yeah. play Hold Your Ground by Grill Biscuits, and I <laughs> definitely was wearing a Grill Biscuit shirt <laughs> that got pulled down to my chest, <laughs> and so then I just had this creepy V-neck oh. <laughs> <laughs> green gorilla biscuit shirt that I still wore and I think just sold to some European kid for 50 bucks recently. That sounds right. I think that uh, would make me really mad if somebody pulled Oh, I was like so that. bummed. Yeah. That was moshing real hard. <laughs> it was like right after Rocket from the Crypt I was like, I don't care about horns. And then... No, And never. then Civ played and I was real psyched. And then L7 played and Sublime. Ugh, the worst band ever. <laughs> uh, my disdain was not actually for the band Civ, mm-hmm. but a uh, friend of the show, AJ Toby, we were at Riot Fest. And for some reason, I had never heard of this band before. And it just kept coming up. Like he had said it to me and I was like, I literally don't understand what you're saying to me. And then throughout the weekend, it kept coming up and he wasn't bringing it up. We would just be like standing there and someone would say something and I'd be like, are you fucking kidding? Why is this (laughs) happening? I was getting so salty about it. And he was so happy because I was just like, I've never heard of that band, whatever. And then it just kept coming up and I was just, I don't understand. I mean, it's also one of those things where it's like, you probably heard the word for the first time. Yes, exactly. And then it's like, <laughs> it's like, why am I hearing Rutabaga so much recently? Yeah. I guess though, so if that's going to happen, it's going to be at a punk festival. Sure, sure. So it yeah. makes sense at least. But then the thing with Siv is, so Siv is the singer, Arthur Civarelli, oh, I believe right, is his right, name. Right, right, uh, right. So think his nickname was Siv. And then I think his first name was Arthur, but also the drummer was Arthur. But he was the singer in Gorilla Biscuits. Oh, boy. And 
Walter Schreifels, who yes. is the singer, yes. lead singer, or guitarist in Quicksand, was the guitarist in Gorilla Biscuits and wrote all the songs for Gorilla Biscuits. Oh my so it's God. Like this, so that's also, so this is why I'm saying, like, the reason I picked this record yeah. is that this legitimately was the record that was the entry point into everything I listened to Th- in hardcore. That totally makes sense. Because my aunt, who uh, liked hair metal a lot, so she kind of was the person who helped me out with some metal stuff, but she had all these old metal magazines. She ripped out an article by Quicksand. She's like, you like these guys, right? That article listed off every single band that they were in. Ah. And then I just used that as my shopping list for the next couple months. And basically was just like, okay, I'm a hardcore kid. I'm straight edge. This is everything now. And I got it all in this one Christmas where it was Quicksand Slip, Fugazi's In on the Kill Taker, because I'd just come out because I'm an old man, and <laughs> Black Flag's Damage. So it was like, basically, this turned my entire wow. life around, where yes. it's like, now I am a punk kid and a hardcore kid. Now I am, this is literally will be the shaping of everything of my that life I am from here now. On. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I, it did list off every single band. It was just like, all right, Absolution, Bold, Burn, Beyond, Youth of Today. Like, it just kept going. <laughs> and then from there, you would just kind of look in the thanks list. Yeah. Buy off every record in there, and then slowly but huh. surely, billions of hardcore records later. <laughs> yeah. All from seeing Quicksand on Headbangers Ball, because they were trying to become a bigger band. Uh, so that's why I, when I was incredulous about yes. Amazing, not here, just because it's so connected to kind of everything somehow. And that totally makes sense. I did not know any of that, so sure. that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and even though, like, I knew bits and pieces of right. those things, but having the full through line of those different things now makes a ton of sense. Right. I'm going to ask a real dumb question. Please. Headbangers Ball was on MTV? Uh-huh. Yes, it was. Okay. That was my Saturday nights because Headbangers Ball was on the same time as SNL. Oh. So it was like most of my Saturday nights, high school, every, like I didn't go to parties until I started a band and then hung out with friends. Like <laughs> me and my buddy Jay became the singer of Orchid and Panthers, but we would go back and forth between Headbangers Ball and Saturday Night Live. And the Howard Stern show. <laughs> when Howard Stern was like pushing Snapple and had big hair. Sure. And it was just like, ooh, look at those breasts. Like, nonstop. That was the entire episode was him sure. just saying that and Robin laughing. Rapid, Robin laughing. La- uh, I was just going to say that. But yeah, Headbangers Ball was uh, in the prime time was hosted by Ricky Rackman, who I knew my, my aunt, again, my aunt knew, like my aunt had Ricky Rackman's demo from his <laughs> band, The Cat House. <laughs> Which is the name of his club he owned on the Sunset Strip. Oh, wow. Which is where, like, that's why he got the gig is because, like, he was friends with Axel because Guns N' Roses would play the cat house. This whole, just like all this stuff, it was so incestuous. But yeah, Headbangers Ball was on that. And most of it was, like, it would, uh, depending on what month it was and how record labels were working, it'd be, like, half of it would be, like, Pearl Jam. And, like, something you'd be like, this isn't really metal. Mm. But then there would also be things, like, quicksand would show up right. rollins band which then led me to black flag and then they also did something called the triple thrash threat oh, God. which was the most exciting time which Sounds was like ramsey's true nightmare yeah, this it is, it is legitimately scared. your worst nightmare <laughs> because it would be the last like it was almost like it oh, let me put it in a parlance for you thank you <laughs> it would be the 10 to 1 sketch on snl got it 
because they would shove in the triple thrash threat right at the end, which was the three heaviest death metal oh, videos. Okay. So it'd be like, you're sitting through some Stone Temple Pilots video you've seen a billion times, and then Morbid Angel's God of Emptiness, <laughs> which or Sepultura's like Arise video, which I was just like, and especially the God of Emptiness video was like, whoa, this is insane. It sounds like H.P. Lovecraft's in a riff. <laughs> um, but again, like Headbangers Ball was a huge, huge jumping off point for most of my life and again in snl i just basically was yeah. just like what i'm still doing yeah comedy that's saturday night that's saturday night and then for you maybe the 120 minutes on sunday <laughs> where they'd show the alternative bullshit videos gotcha. but i tape it now and then if it was a lollapalooza episode <laughs> you know so i can maybe catch a tool video sure and then be like, why is this chapter house on? Or just like <laughs> listing up what the wonder stuff. Or a billion REM videos I did not care about. Yeah. Um, that would be your world. <laughs> Closer. That sounds right. Yes. I also don't care about REM. Yeah. I think I like REM. <laughs> That's the key. I think right. a lot of people think they yeah. like Yeah. I haven't really sat down to hit, listen to anything other than like... Man in the mood. religion. <laughs> Man in the mood. Yeah. Because you, you love Andy Bob Zamuda so much. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fuck Andy Kaufman. It was always about Zamuda. Baby. Yeah. Love that Clifton. <laughs> Lord. No, that's, that's the one I'm... thing I liked in Andy Kaufman's career the most. <laughs> Clifton. He Tony had the Clifton. jokes. Yeah. Andy Kaufman would do this weird <laughs> stuff I don't get. Esoteric bullshit. <laughs> Clifton had it. <laughs> Ramsey. Oh, I'm gonna do my catchphrase now, Jeff. You ready? Mm -hmm. Show me that album art. <laughs> okay. Here. Oh God. Also, so this is what I want to oh, say too. I just oh, want to throw yes. in a caveat. Yes. I am also saying, like, I love this record. It is also very of the time. Sure. Okay. We do a music lot of that, wise, yeah. like, like, and I think there's a lot of things. Like, as I get older, and I'll be like, like to me, there are certain bands like. Like, I love the Jesus Lizard, this mm -hmm. man Jesus Lizard, so much. But, like, I'm like, if I heard them now, I would still be like, oh, man. Right. How awesome is that? There is a lot of quicksand that I'm like, I give you guys a pass. <laughs> for a and, like, even, so I just think album cover is, like, fine. But yeah. it looks like a fake, it, it, you'll see. This it, is 93, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah, this is 1993. Right. Like, it looks like they were, like, oh, Ray Gun Magazine. Right. Like, terror, like, just that weird aesthetic of... Yeah, it's you know, we just figured out how to make some fonts that we can do a second layer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's early Mac. Yeah, it's it's like a lime green. It's two people diving, I guess. Sure, synchronized or falling swimming or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then like it looks like an a distressed aerial. Yeah, quicksand slip. Yep, it's uh, definitely it's just they picked a font. Yeah, they didn't design a font. They picked a font. Even if they say they designed it, they probably didn't. There was <laughs> some thought put into this. Yeah. Not, Not a huge all the amount. thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just like, I, I, I bet you the label did it. Yep. That would be my That's guess. That's what this looks like. That being said, their EP on Revelation, their indie EP, not a great looking record either. Mm. I hate it. Yeah. It's, I don't like this cover. No. That, that it's green, just gross. Yeah. That green probably really stands out on a on a rack but sure. yeah. i don't want to look at it no it's it it's whatever like, it's barfy it's a totally yeah. whatever but it yeah. is of the it, yeah. it's like so of the time yeah that makes sense yeah mm. yeah like i said this about corn 
a similar thing about corn yesterday. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ramsey's hot takes on yeah. the band corn. Well, finally. I said corn. <laughs> the world needs to know. It was still basically the 90s in 2001. Yes. And 1993, still basically the 80s. Yes. This feels a little 80s in there. Certainly. It, because also, we're, like, it could be a very low-rent Gary Newman ripoff record, mm. too. Like, to me. Like, yeah. it would just, it's just, honestly, again, I think it reeks of record label. I think sense. it just feels it's just, it's like... It's also just super generic. It's just like, here's I think an that's, album cover. Yeah. I think that's the thing is, yeah. I bet you, honestly, the label was like, we want this thing to sell. Yeah. Uh, they're trying everything. Like, we think Quicksand's gonna work. Nirvana worked. Right. Right. Because that's it. they certainly were signed in a post-Nirvana thing where they're like, why not some hardcore band? That makes sense. It's the same reason Helmet got a million dollar right. signing. <laughs> like. Like, that was a, such a huge thing. I remember at the time, it was all because of Nirvana. And even at the time, I was like, Helmet's not going to make them. <laughs> that was a waste of money. Like, and I'm fucking 14. I'm telling you, this is a bad idea. Um, it's like you saw the collapse of the music industry Basically, coming. yeah. But it is, a, like, legitimate. Like, I ended up working at Arista Records for two and a half years yeah. when I graduated college. And it was just, like, a solidifying of, like, everything I thought. Yeah, that and makes all of my sense. punk ideals as well. Like yeah. where I was just like constantly just like, why are we spending so much on car services? Like <laughs> oh I just my God. and 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 the car services. It was in, especially <laughs> because it was a mostly hip hop label, so it was just like there were so many extra car services. The thing that bugged me the most, and this is such a picky music thing, they every mix that they would get, they would pay to master it. Like, so which is, is the final, yeah, that final step. Oh, I see. That like, even like... Honestly, I, I've put out 15 records in my life, 20 records, and I've hardly noticed the mastering <laughs> most of the time. There's been one to two records where I was like, yeah, it worked well. Hmm. Like, but it would be hundreds of dollars. It was also a crazy time period where we didn't, we weren't able to share files. So, like, any time, like, Blue Cantrell was in the yep. mix studio, they would use some crazy service that was an in-between of fast internet and basically modems you shoved yeah. in huh i can't remember the name of it but i would constantly get these bills because that was my job was just to pay bills yeah and so i would constantly just like be paying this bill for like thousands of dollars to just basically get a mix from one room to another yeah, <laughs> yeah. To the other. Oh and sometimes it was from one room to the other just so they could be like nah <laughs> turn the snare up oh my god something like that i gotta tell you though the car services thing has not got better that's what I meant. Like, so bad. I book, a, I book a decent amount of shows now for work. Mm-hmm. And I recently had one show where the car services for two bands were close to $5,000. Oh, my yeah. God. Insane. And that's the thing. I think it's like all those like car service companies, like it's a racket. They oh, and know there's so this. many that, and they, there's certain ones that cater just to bands. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. They were called Music Express. Oh, yeah. Like, and they are slow yeah. to send you receipts, and I get yep. real salty. Yeah. To, be, to be fair, one of those bands was the Polyphonic Spree. And they <laughs> yeah, so I needed a lot of cars. cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that car yeah. company. I hate them. Yeah. Don't sponsor us. Wow. I don't like you. No, it's we'll insane. take their money. I don't need three weeks. It don't you, you need to send me a receipt quicker than three weeks. <laughs> I got to file some expense reports here. This it, is boring. You know my pay. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, that's why their album looks like that. There you I go. Think. Yeah. Um, Where's this band from? Uh, New York. Okay. okay. Yep. Walter's a great guy. Uh, had him on the podcast. Uh, he was at a Panther show, and that was one of the highlights of six oh, that's years awesome. of being in Panthers. He bought one of our records. Wow. That we opened cool. for Primal Scream at Irving Plaza. No one cared. 
Uh, they gave us about the size of this table to put our equipment on because they refused to move anything. Sure. It's a small table. Yep. Uh, it's a very large table. I can't believe you guys are recording on <laughs> such a big table. We sit super far apart. What I'm saying is thanks, Primal Scream. What an amazing <laughs> amount of space you gave me. Uh, but yeah, no, Walter uh, bought one of our records and was like, cool artwork. <laughs> we're supposed to be in our sick. We're like, who is <laughs> I love you so much. And then when we talked to him, he was a very, he's the nicest guy in the world. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, they're from here. I, I, they might be a little bit spread out because the bass player also plays in Deftones, huh. okay. yeah, which are huge. Yeah. But and like, heard of them. California. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't know how they were, but like, yeah. you know, Quicksand just put out a record. Like huh. they just reunited and, you know, there was like a reunion I went to and then they ended up writing a whole record and hmm. yeah. So here. They're New York based. They're New York hardcore. That's the other part too. They're from freaking New York hardcore. <laughs> like they're all their friends will kill you, sort of thing. All right, I won't attack any of these. Yeah. So honestly, personally. watch out. Like yep. legitimately, there's a crew that they are associated with. The closest we've got to this so far in the podcast was choking, choking victim? victim. Oh sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, this is like DMS crew, man. Doc Martin skins. <laughs> I'm Grimsy scared is now. terrified. I'm really to scared to this album. Oh man, I could go in about crews if you want. So once I played a show and FSU came down from Boston to mess with uh, either DMS or Leech Mob or something oh from Connecticut and started I shooting a love gun. This. <laughs> uh, I couldn't get back into the show I was playing because when I pulled the gun, started shooting in the middle of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. There were a lot of fights at shows I went to growing up. I didn't like, realize there was a whole. Is it fair Beef? to say like gang culture? Uh, not that far. Like I yeah. mean, that's it. Like that's also the reason why like the concept of straight edge is classified as a gang to the FBI. Oh, depend because there's like there's this like you know crews in Salt Lake City that were like in theory beating up people. Uh, but yeah, there's this like it, it all is a suburban kid. Yeah, who needed a yeah, thing to who's do? Just like versus, but uh, you know, but DMS is legitimately like. Like, I, I talked to Freddie Madball, who's, you know, kind of associated with all that. Nicest guy in the world. Again, loved him <laughs> a lot. But DMS was like growing up in Connecticut. It was like, yeah. oh, you know, Doc Martin skins, drugs, money, sex, like dropping many suckers. Like, they kind of represent all these, you know, but they, them, there's FSU, which is fuck shit up from Boston. <laughs> uh, Not Florida State University. Uh, nope. Uh, but they do actually, FSU uh, put out a cult. If you want to get further into the culture, you can find the Boston Beatdown DVDs. <laughs> wow. Which are at least two collections of them just going to Lansdowne and fucking with Euro <laughs> Trash. Like is how they put Jesus. it, basically. And it is legitimately like just like videos to like Boston hardcore bands of them just like posing up and then bop. Just like punching people. <laughs> wow. And then fights. And like they were just known for really fighting people. Uh, yeah. One Life Crew in Cleveland. Uh, Courage Crew out of Ohio. <laughs> there's crews everywhere Man. they've died out a bit i think but okay. maybe they haven't maybe they're new crews i don't know about well i'm uh, just gonna put a little disclaimer my life is already sad so yeah. don't come break, beat me up i guys. would assume the crews will come fucking with you okay <laughs> they All might right. fuck with me the most <laughs> i don't think so either i'm fine now. okay yeah it's all chilled out uh, bands from Cleveland can play New York again. You know, it's all we're all good. Because there was a period where this band I love could never play in Connecticut. Because in theory, I, what we always heard was that DMS would come down from New York oh my God. and fuck with uh, Cleveland Crew. Uh, I love it. This band Integrity that I loved a lot. That actually, the singer of Integrity sings on my record. And then <laughs> these these crews would go row for their crew yeah. team. It was weird. <laughs> so weird. It was just like that's the sport you chose. That's so crazy. It's insane this uh, hardcore music. I don't understand. <laughs> the lead singer in the 
coxswain. Is that what that's called? The person who oh, yells yes. at you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels, feels like the same skill set, yeah. to be honest. That's fair. The well, that, I am impressed yeah. I just pulled good that pull. out. That <laughs> is good pull. There was a brief period I was just like, no, no, choking victim. Yeah. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> Ramsey, are you ready for this? No, but let's go. All right. Well, I, okay, yeah. Well, I'm not going to say it. You're, it's not even that heavy. That's okay. the other okay. part, too, in all of this. Like... <laughs> All right. This is the least. It's not heavy at all. <laughs> I was. I had many choices of yes. the billions of crazy records I could have picked. Uh, what's the name of Will Hines, Will and Anthony's uh, podcast that you were on? Oh, uh, uh, don't get me started. Yeah, like you. You. Oh, gave I a, can, a nice little uh, intro on that. Yeah, and that was like me, like base level, <laughs> talking about deep, deep fucking metal and hardcore. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think you'll be fine. All right, <laughs> I'm ready. Here we go. Okay, I can handle this. That's the, it's honestly, it's more just a group. Like that's why it also is the '90s, and why sometimes I'm like, well, they get a pass, but <laughs> I don't give other bands because most of this is a groove-oriented thing, and then no screaming. It's just oh, yeah, you just made Ramsey say when you yeah. said no screaming. Okay, I was I was ready for like. No, so here's the thing, too. It's like Ramsey's fake hardcore scream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Ah, that. Uh, too scary. You can't deal with it, and my baby loves it. So get your life together. Uh, but yeah, so this was the first song I believe I heard. Yeah. This is their first video, I think, they released from Heaven Your Ball. And this was the first time I was like, who is this fan? They're heavy, but not really. But also, they don't have long hair. <laughs> like, that was a big thing. The oh, bands that thing. didn't have long hair, I was like, they're on a metal show, but they're not playing metal stuff. Interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely, I was picturing them with long hair. No. Now, actually, they do. Now, actually, Walter has long hair. <laughs> uh, but at the time, very, very short hair. Um, yeah. My, as always, my, my knowledge is limited. This reminds me a little bit of Rage Against the Machine. I mean, Liz somewhat in the world because also so Rage was another entry point to hardcore because Zach De La Roca the singer of Rage Against Machines sang in the band Inside Out that were on the same label as Quicksand Revelation Inside Out one of my very favorite hardcore bands they put out one EP called No Spiritual Surrender very in the same kind of strong lyrics mindset uh, my old band Switch Dance covered Burning Fight by Inside Out so yes they live in the same world of like basically Hardcore dudes who wanted to do something beyond hardcore. Okay. So yeah, you're not that far off. It's got a groove. And you're definitely, I will make you listen to Rage Against the Machine at some point. Yeah. Because that was a, that was an important band for me in like yeah. sixth grade. Yeah. When I was going to summer school that I didn't need to go to because my parents just wanted me to take preview oh, no. classes. Really? One of those deals. Because oh, they got a lot of issues. <laughs> but I would angrily ride my bike <laughs> Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> So that I could answer, why is this kid who's like two grades below us and I failed in this <laughs> class with me? Was that basically free summer camp for them? I think that's kind of part of what they, but they also were just so hooked on like, you got to get into college, you got to get grades mm. good. So you got to preview because math's not good for you. So get ready for calculus. Preview. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I would always like, you don't, have, they were like, you don't have to take the test if you don't want it. <laughs> I was like, why do I take here? <laughs> This is such a waste of time and money, much like most of my parents' decisions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is, it's in the same world. Okay. I feel good that I didn't, like, insult the band. No. I mean, it doesn't have the 
rap rock right. thing yeah. to it. But I will say to again, like one of the things I always think about with Quicksand is like, so Gorilla Biscuits, they were just a hardcore band. They're a more melodic hardcore mm-hmm. band, but there's definitely there's one song that's in New Direction, I think. It's one of their main songs, and the main lyric in there was like stage dives make me feel more alive than coded messages and slowed down songs <laughs> written by Walter and then he just ended up starting <laughs> which was 100% coded messages and slowed down songs because I don't know what any of these lyrics are about versus like dogs and cats grill biscuits it's about why are we not eating dogs and cats if we're claiming we love animals and it was like a pro-vegetarian song you're just like yep I know what you're saying alright Versus this, I've listened to this since 1993, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what most of this stuff is. <laughs> That's really funny. That uh, that opening bass could have been like an any indie 80s song. Yeah, I think that's it. That's a big part of... So a big part of this is like, Quicksand is also like every other hardcore band. Not every other hardcore band, but you know, they got to an age. They realized they liked the Smiths. Sure. They realized that like other type, they're like all of a sudden for Walter, I think it was like, I like the Beatles. Yeah. I can't really do that. Let me start <laughs> bringing in these other things. Like it's that point of like, at least for me, it was that too. Like, I think when you get into a subculture, you're like, all right, I'm into punk and hardcore. That's all I listen to. Yes. Yeah. Like when I was in high school and I was in a hardcore band, I would not let anyone know. Oh, I also really do still love Skinny Puppy. <laughs> I still love... Like, you know, I like this first corn record. I'm going to kind of hide it. Yeah. Like, all that kind of stuff. Like, even, like, unless you can, it's cool to, like, Slayer. It's fun. Like, you know. But then I got to college, and I was like, oh, right. It's fine to like other yeah, music. Right. Fine. Yeah. It's probably better. Yeah. Like, and, you know, I Definitely remember, makes you less of an asshole. Right. <laughs> like, I remember when I first, like, graduated college, it was like, I remember I was, like, going to move to New York, move in this loft with this girl who was running the loft, but, like, I ended up in some weird relationship with. But... I remember her asking, like, do you listen to anything but punk and hardcore? And I just heard Yes on the way down and thought to myself, man, Yes is really good. This sounds like a lot of stuff, metal stuff I like. <laughs> and I go, oh, look, Yes. Uh, and that did set off a path of, like, most of what I listen to now is, like, <laughs> prog rock and, like, deep, deep, deep cuts of prog rock. But, you know, it, you hide it. And I think that's what happened with this man. Same with Rage. Where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm limited by right. this world uh, musically. Um, I can definitely relate to the sort of burrowing aspect of like finding a thing and then like absorbing everything, right? And then digging deeper into that. I mean, we see it on online nonstop all the time. Yeah. It's right. like, oh, you just got into politics, like, right? You know? <laughs> cool. Now I have to hear about this for like three years, <laughs> yeah. and then you're just gonna stop posting yep. things. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, Bernie Sanders was exciting for you. That's cool. Yeah. You have some weird thing where you like presidents. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that it's just like this common thing. And, right. and, and for this world, it was like, I like the Smiths. There were always these, like, there were like five bands it was fine to like. They get passes. Yeah. And for some reason, the Smiths always did. And hmm. a lot of times it led to like crappier versions of what Quicksand did, where it's just like, this just sounds like radio rock. Sure. Um, I think they did a, this amazing, like, because I think Walter was just a great songwriter in general. This was my favorite song. Is this record. track three now? Yeah. Track three. It's called Dine Alone. This is the second video. It came, uh, their promotional thing was a uh, uh, frozen TV dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And I was like, that's clearly a record label idea. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. love it, too. Yeah. I still would love to have a box of it. If yeah. I can find one on eBay, I will. What's, uh, what's happening in this video? 
Uh, like, and so I said, I'm sure it wasn't so, a big budget thing, right? Yeah. No, well, I'm now I'm thinking this might have been. Hold on. One, I wanted. We're gonna come up with my favorite okay. lyric in the entire sure. album, which is also kind of cheesy but also great. Coming right here. Pass the salt poured in my wounds. I love that. Loved it so much. The annoy I'll say the annoying part, I love Walter again. Great guy. One of the things he does live is he constantly sings the phrasing differently. Oh. So like I remember last time I saw the reunion, because I hadn't seen him since the first warp tour, and I was like I'm just like singing that part yeah. in the exact rhythm because we all want to be this old men. Thing, right. Yeah. Point our fingers and pass it, but it was like pass the salt. <laughs> in my, like it's just uh, some crazy and you're just like dude all I've been, been waiting a long time for that I paid 30 bucks yeah. just to yell that one line <laughs> yes. um, uh, no so yeah I think the first video phaser was classic live video black and white yeah. uh, and then this one had live footage mixed in It was this was the half live half conceptual so I think there was a lot of images like woman in a bathtub alone like, <laughs> again all black and white both those videos are almost interchangeable <laughs> Um, uh, but th it's, they had like they had the one live video. This one was the live conceptual, and then they had three singles off the record. So freezing process, which will be coming up, that was the completely conceptual mm. one, and that was the one even in my brain when I was a kid. I was like, you spent a lot of money. On this. I don't think you're gonna get it back. <laughs> like this, this <laughs> video looks big. The return on investment here. Yeah. No. I like no all. good. From the beginning, you were thinking as a record label. Yeah. Oh yeah. About your favorite bands. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm just looking out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I get it. Yeah, you want to make sure the money goes where it's exactly. going to do the most help. <laughs> that phaser on the bass is like so of the time too. Yes, like it's just like a, yeah. a slight phase, like going through it is like oof. Like, <laughs> I love it only for that. Right. So, okay, so this yeah. is '93. What yep. are other? I'm trying to think. Like, what are other bands like that are, are their peers? Maybe not exactly in the genre, but like in this exact time period. Well, so if this came out at 93, you said Rage, but like Rage was just start blowing just starting, because yeah. Lollapalooza 93 was Rage. Oh. Because um, uh, so, Lollapalooza 93 was one of the first top, that was it. 93 was a huge year, yeah. clearly. Because it was like, I got this record. Yeah. Um, maybe it came out in 93. I'm blanking, but like, we got, I 93, I, also, I went to Lollapalooza was my first big concert. Yeah. So that was, uh, no, 93. Polygram. Every song's great in the mix. Like, <laughs> like that's one of those, like, the second half of this record dies out a little bit. More so. Uh, just because I know the songs better at the sure, top half. Sure, yeah. But this one, I was like, oh, I love every song. They, there's riffs in each one. Uh, so 93, that was Wild Palooza. So it was Rage Against the Machine, Tool, uh, before Tool was big. Right. Uh, Front 242, the, the industrial slot. I was very psyched to see him. My friend wouldn't let me I literally forgot them. industrial was a genre until you just said that word. I still love industrial a lot. But at the time, I was very much like, I love ministry in the 20 side project. Uh, what is industry? I did just see Nine Inch Nails. Or, industrial. Nine Inch Nails are still uh, one of the... Yeah. That would be industrial? Yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. Um, in that general... like Because depending on how jerky you are... Uh -huh. I mean, if you're like a nerd, like you'll be like, No, it's Einstein Neubauten and le Leather Strip. And, <laughs> like Einstein Neubauten legitimately used metal 
Okay. Uh, Blixa Barkeld, who is the I'm guitarist. I'm really mad at that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do not like that. They're German. They were like Ugh. scary German, and it means breaking new bounds in architecture. <laughs> um, but he was the guitarist in no. the Cave and the Bad Seeds. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, so he they were so like, I mean, but that was also like 81. They were doing yeah. that in oh, like wow. weird squats in Germany. They were banging on water. Okay, tears. fine. I'll give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> you have to like give it to. He put out a book of his lyrics that was glow in the dark cover, so it always bothered you. Um, because that's <laughs> part of that industrial. That I really like. That's, that's part of industrial too. Like yeah. a lot of like really underground, and it still kind of exists in the noise scene. But yeah. like really deep industrial records would either like punish you or kind of break the record. Huh. Like there would be seven inches that come with like reverse sandpaper sleeves. So it scratches each time. <laughs> oh my god. Like I think Runzelstern and Google Stock came in oil. Like it just like, <laughs> it, that's, so that still exists. Like there's this man Puri and I think I'm pretty sure at one point he put out one that was just like in semen like sort of <laughs> thing. Yeah, but like, you know, a limited edition of like well, <laughs> sort of. I mean, that probably took a while. Yeah. Uh, but at the time, you know, I'm trying to think of their peer. Like, there were a lot of bands, like, on their label, like, or on Revelation, like, mm-hmm. this band into another. There's a lot of bands of, like, the hardcore bands that became something new. Sure, that makes sense. Um, uh, but then there was also the burst of uh, Epitaph at that time. Oh, that makes sense. You know, so it was, like, all of that in Fat Records yep. was happening. Like, so, you know, Bad Religion had just put out yep. Recipe for Hate, which was their major label debut, and then that led me to other pop-punk stuff, yeah. and then where I'm like, I really like 10-Foot Bowl, uh, who has... You you like baseball, right? Yep. Scott Radinsky, the singer of 10-Foot Bowl, was a uh, pitcher huh. for the Dodgers, What I think. Huh. He left 10-Foot Bowl, which were weirdly one of my favorite pop-punk <laughs> fans, who used to be a fan scared straight. Uh, and then he went and hit major league and the minor league <laughs> and then started another man called Pulley. Uh, but yeah, he was like, I'll, every once in a while I'll ask like, people like you were like Arthur Mara, like, you know Scott Radinsky? I'm like, yeah, I think I remember him. That's crazy. Um, I love that. Uh, but yeah, uh, those, I'm trying to think of other ones around this time. Rollins Band yeah. was a big thing for me. But it was that also was the time. post Black Life? Yeah. I assume? Okay. Yeah. Is that the spoken word era? It is. Like, there's prob- There's definitely, like, Rollins Band records that are spoken word. I mean, I definitely bought too many poetry <laughs> books. Like, the Ida Records. Our record store was Phoenix Records. That was the record store that had everything that was this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they definitely sold way too many poetry books that I bought <laughs> of his. And I've always hated poetry. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, they are not good. Uh, <laughs> Rollins, I don't think, is a great poet <laughs> for the person who doesn't like poetry. Um, but it was about him, so I, he wrote it. So I'm like, okay, I'll pay money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even I want to kind of beat myself up for the fact that I was introduced to Henry Rollins by uh, him doing a spoken word on the William Shatner album that Ben Folds produced. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I uh, about right. We're nope. gonna need to pause this podcast and give <laughs> okay. you a swirly. I understand, yeah. and I completely <laughs> agree. Yeah, and you're like, yes, yes. Yep, I deserve this. Yikes! Oh, Rollins spoken word. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. My best friend has gone to see him do spoken word. Like, feels like at least fifteen times. <laughs> Every time he's like, he's funny. <laughs> My best friend's also like, kind of just like normal dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Funny man, he's like stand up. Like, yeah, it's okay, yeah. It's like Jimmy Pardo complaining when people say that Dave Grohl is funny. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. I mean, he, Dave Grohl being funny is really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it is really frustrating because also my best friend loves Dave Grohl. Like, that guy does no wrong, according to my best friend. Right. Eric. 
<laughs> and I'm constantly just like, <laughs> they're the most boring band ever. But has pop punk band members in it. That is true. I did. I saw Foo Fighters at when they played New York. It. I'm literally forgetting the name of the baseball stadium here. City Field. Field. That's <laughs> when his leg was broken. Oh, uh, on the that the I throne. did thoroughly enjoy. Sure. Actually, cute. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah. This, this is this is a thing. I like it. Jeff, is your? I am sorry for this like interviewee question. But is your band funny at all when they're on stage? Uh, gotten more, so like more of just like, but not really. Okay. I mean, that's always been a hard problem with me with music and comedy, is I've always felt like no, right, needs to be differentiated. Yeah. I'm you, funny here, and I'm not because like generally like funny bands are like not my cup of tea. Right. Like I mean, I appreciate Fly the Concord more so when they're not singing. Uh-huh. Sure. Like, kind of the same with Snake. Like, I think that first Snake Z record is, like, a good, solid record for that, yeah. like, Dio and metal. But right. it also, I'm just, in general, I'm like, I don't know, I like the jokes in between more than the right. actual song. So, I'll make jokes uh-huh. now and then. But honestly, no, this, especially this new band, it's more of, like, we wrote noise things in between the hit. So we don't have to talk at all. I, I mean, I'm okay with bands talking between sets. Sometimes I'm like I have strong opinions on how long is too long. Yeah. Like, mm. oh my god, if you, I, I can't. Like, I did not pay to hear your hot take on some garbage thing sure. that I I think you're probably wrong about. Like, sure. please be quiet and just play this song. Right. <laughs> I also don't want the I, I don't want no banter though. But that's me. Get in, get out. I don't want like your story or your political view. Most right. of the time, unless. Unless that's I'm their there thing. for right. a political right. view. <laughs> like, if I'm seeing, like, there was this band, Los Crudos, from Chicago, who were, like, a, a Chicano uh, punk band. They were a Chicano hardcore band. That was their thing. They all were of uh, Mexican descent. Mm-hmm. And they all their songs were in uh, Spanish, specifically to make that, like, a point. Yep. Like, this is mostly white people. Um, and the banter in between was, like, I was like, yes, that's what That's I your want. thing. That is and your thing, yes. And this band, Limp Risk, which is an all-homosexual uh, band that was, like, in your face. Yes. This is hardcore. All these songs are very gay. Uh, in that case, yes. Mm-hmm. But then there's also a bit like like I don't, like I remember seeing Blink 182. Uh, yeah, you know who I, whose political take I don't need oh, Blink 182. Yeah, <laughs> tell me more about UFOs. Stop yeah, <laughs> but uh, actually do now. Yeah, apparently. I mean, now I'm actually more into that than <laughs> listen to anything. But like my high school girlfriend, that was her favorite band. Mm-hmm. She loved Dude Ranch. Or, now, Dude Ranch, I think actually she already was like, nah, this is not who I like. <laughs> sure. She liked Cheshire Cat. She okay. really loved them. But we saw them in No Effects and Sam I Am. But I remember that. I was like, half of the set, I was like, are they going to play? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. they're just like digging around, just like talking to each other. Yes. But it is hard, like, especially when it's someone who thinks they're funny. Like, yeah. like Trey Cool showed up on that. <laughs> Fred Armisen, stand up for drummers. <laughs> And I was like, don't say a word, man. (laughs) Like, I don't want to hear any of your hot takes on anything. (laughs) And that's the hard part, especially like uh, pop punky bands. Like, Mm -hmm. they all think Mm -hmm. they're funny. And it's just like, your version of funny is just like, remember the 80s? Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I get it. We do. And it's not that interesting. Yeah. There was a show called That 80s Show. We didn't like that either. We already did it. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I think when I'm saying this, I'm specifically thinking of pop punk bands. Because they, yeah, to your point, like, they always think, think, think they've got something going yeah. but they do not <laughs> I think the thing is like people eat it up so then it's a fucking recur- like it's like a it's like a recurring yeah. noise loop almost it's true I think that's a lot like I keep harping on Green Day with their like you don't get me dad type yeah. lyrics yeah. and like I, <laughs> I I can imagine like 
if they're talking about like how tough high school is. The crowd of high schoolers just love sure. that. Yeah. And once I mean at a certain point you've gotta realize like, oh I'm marketing to this right. crowd. Right. Unless you still have, you know, dead angst like some people <laughs> at this table. I don't know, apparently some people really like their parents, Ramsey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> So glad you had a happy childhood. <laughs> I'm gonna let my parents listen to this one. <laughs> yeah, of this course great. you will. <laughs> now I know the issue you have. Uh, <laughs> as a person who probably still writes, I hate my dad lyrics. But that being said, a lot of times when someone will do it, I'm just like, little oh, boy, <laughs> find a 35-year-old take on this. Yes. <laughs> like that's the thing. Look at the lake in a different viewpoint. Right. Well, and that is something actually. Like, and I obviously you said these lyrics are a little more veiled than the yeah. previous fans. Like, we've definitely talked about that where we're like, I mean, we we talked about it a bunch actually on the Green Day episode where it's like, uh, yeah, these people were 18 at the time. Mm-hmm. Right. The one that was the most cringy though was when we realized how old Chris Caraba was when he was writing those dashboard lyrics. Like, way too old to have yeah. that take. Right. Right. Um, but, in his heart, like, it's like, I think like, for me too, it's like, I, was, I still listen to mostly depressing music. But Same. like, Therapy, it was like something I was talking about with my wife. So like therapy, I legitimately had a moment. Like I listened to this, I listened to a lot of this very small subgenre of doom, which is a subgenre of metal called funeral doom. Uh, that is straight up just like, it's just very unbelievably slow, but it's also like borderline suicidal. Like, okay. Beautiful. And like, uh, like this band Lost, I love from Knoxville, but like literally every song is about killing yourself, like and about cutting yourself and it's crazy to be listening to that and sure. especially when I've got a kid around me now but <laughs> like we went to see this band Warning that I love so much and it's so sad but I was just like you gotta realize you had an issue in here too man like yeah. all these songs about how this woman scorned you <laughs> like I don't think you were playing with a full deck right. either like <laughs> but it's the thing is like I think like that's especially it is with hardcore too like I realized that again with my therapist where like I had a moment where I was like oh I was surrounded by mentally broken people. Sure. Right? Yes. And people who all came from probably worse backgrounds and worse family things. Yeah. And then they also became singers and bands. Yeah. (laughs) And then I'm singing along to it. It was just, again, this crazy cycle. Just like, oh, you all, like, legitimately needed help. Yep. But we built a whole world around it. Right. And how scared... That's why we have GMS and FSU yeah. and all these things. Like, yeah, that lack of help is the foundation right. on which everything is built. Um, and it is a weird... Like, if there's something like... A, yeah, like, a, like... If, like, a get-up kids gets to get... Like, when I see that they'll play now and then, I'm just like... That mean anything to you? And like, I, I was... Like, because I remember being at a get-up kids yes. show. Because I was friends with someone who was friends with the girlfriend of the main dude. And it sucked because he kept looking at her. <laughs> like, someone's like, Ugh. last night on the Mass Pike, and he would be like, like, oh, oh, no. and then oh, no. she'd be like, ah, and I'm legitimately like next to her, just like, oh my God. <laughs> but now I'm also just like, I hope you married her, because if not, then you're like singing this song now, and like, also you have to realize how juvenile. <laughs> sure. And it's like, eh, look, it's just, well, let's all grow up people, but also be little children who hate our parents. <laughs> <at the same laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's have it both ways. I mean, that's what I want in the mm-hmm. world. I want <laughs> I want my cake and to eat it too. Yeah. I mean, the thing though with these scenes, like, yes, lots of like, people came together for broken reasons and stuff, but I do think there is, 
trying to explain this to Ramsey. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're aware. Like, there is like a positive aspect to that as well, where like a lot of people, that's the only thing they had, and then de- came out of it in it ways be- that like the community built them up in ways that they would have not been supported at all without it, these. It scenes. ended up being my salvation. Like, I mean, I yeah. realized that again recently, where mm. I was like, yeah. I, it's like a, it sounds like a cliche thing, but it was legitimately like, yep. I hated high school. I hated myself. I hated being at home. And I hated sports. I hated everything surrounding. <laughs> right. And then I found, and then all of a sudden, also, I was like, oh, here's a scene of music that, like, is finally something that's not only mine, but I represents yeah. me. And honestly, big things like straight, like finding where I was like, oh, I hate drinking. Yeah. I've always hated it. Oh, there's a thing that exists that's right. not religion based. Right, right, right. Um, and then, you know, people take it to that level, but like, there's a reason I'm still 39. I can yep. still call myself straight. There's a reason I'm still 39. I can call myself vegetarian. Right. Like, it's just like all these, and like, open my mind to slowly, like, there's that cliche of just like politics. And then, like, oh, right. Like, you know, toxic masculinity is not some new thing from <laughs> online. Right. It was part of it was seeing these toxic right. masculine yeah. bands and being like, man, you're really suggy. Yeah. Like, I don't know <laughs> if I, I like the risk. I don't know if I like that part of right. that stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing but positive. So that's, again, why this out, like, I was just like, oh, this is... Because before that, I would go to shows. I'd go to punk shows. I'd go to ska shows. Yeah. I'd go to, like, random things. But then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I'm a hardcore kid. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, right. done. Like, it was just, like, I'm, I have the look. I, I know when to X up. Like, I know... <laughs> Like, I have, uh, and I was the annoying person. I was, like, all I was was hardcore. And yeah. Just, like, I, but then I sang in a hardcore band. I didn't go to parties. Yeah. We started a band. We started playing shows. Uh, again, I, it's all, honestly, because of Walter. That's why I told them. I was like, I did all this because of your record. So right. So it all worked out. <laughs> I was like, hey, that's cool. <laughs> so he's a good guy. Uh, I know I haven't been talking much about this music. That's fine. It's been mostly <laughs> uh, good. I did not like that breakdown that just happened. <laughs> Which, oh, yeah, I mean, that was, not, I mean, the key word, though, breakdown. Yep. Like, I love breakdowns. <laughs> Man, that's, a, I almost brought this band, Hatebreed, that is basically just nothing but breakdowns. <laughs> like, I mean, they are from Connecticut, and just like, Jamie, I grew up with this guy, and he booked every one of our shows, but like, oh, a good breakdown? Oh, man. It's still, it's just like, Yeah. <laughs> Gets me windmilling real quick. <laughs> uh, even in our new, even in, in my new record, uh, Cover Cult of Death by Lois State. But there was definitely a part where I was just like, is this too much of like a break? <laughs> and then everyone was like, oh, fuck it, it's fun. Like, yeah, I'm like, yes, I know. Uh, yeah, but it is hard. Like, when it's a groove breakdown, it's also a little bit more questionable. Right. Like I said, there are things that I would let other bands not slide. Sure. Like, and there are certainly, we all have those bands. Oh, yes. Like, there's this band Clutch that I really love, and Clutch's lyrics are so dumb, <laughs> because it's nothing but play on words, and, yeah. like, there's a bake sale at the Temple of Cyrenix, which is a weird reference to Whoa. a Rush record. And, like, okay. Like, it's all shit. Like, like, I mean, their first single that I loved had them going, like, the, 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 the song that the chipmunks sang about the witch doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like, and any other band did that. so dumb. But uh, for some reason, I'm just like, ah, you're fine. <laughs> you sold it. Don't let it happen again. Yeah. If I see you make a dumb reference, <laughs> oh, you did it again? The chorus is just binary code for oh, no reason. No. To a southern groove? Why not? <laughs> uh, but I do think every once in a while they'll have a groove that, like, I don't know. Groove. I've had a long, complicated relationship with Groove. 
<laughs> as a person who doesn't like dancing and doesn't uh-huh. like, and I don't really honestly love funk that much, like right. as a bass player, like sure. it's just never really got on to me. Like there's a lot of like groove and metal that like sometimes I'll be like, all right, Pantera, like it's you're bordering on me. And there's definitely like, there's now also this is where I feel like an old man. There's a sure. whole new crew of like the popular hardcore bands, and there's definitely where I'm like, oh, you all are embracing the weirdest parts hmm. of 95 hardcore. Interesting. There's this band Turnstile that I keep Oh, I thinking. just, I saw them recently there with Basement. Like, they are, been, they are blowing up and I, they're one of the first ones that I felt like an old man because I sure. was just like, you liked that part of what I was listening to? <laughs> I don't even know why I was at that show, I'm going to be honest. I, I was mean, hiding in the back. They put on a good show, I'll say that. It you was, saw it was some, crazy. Like, yeah, people go crazy, and I get that. Like, if I was that age, I would be like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, the fact that, but I'm like, you've got a Tommy Hilfiger flag, like, on your bass cabinet. Yeah, it's and really? Like, their album cover looks like they saw Living Colors Vivid, like, all the 90s cross-colors, and we're just like, that looks good. I like that part. Huh. They would look at that quicksand now and be like, yeah, we should probably do things along those lines. <laughs> yeah. And there's such a groove to it that I'm just like, I, you picked all the bands that I only was searching for bands. I needed more records to listen right. to. Yeah. It's a complicated relationship. <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> you know? What is the name of this song? Uh, this one? Oh, Baphomet. Okay. This is the one instrumental song. Oh, oh. no. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, it's one of their oldest songs, too. It shows huh. up, I think, on the EP. It's also a classic of that era instrumental where it's just like you could have put lyrics. Right. There's nothing you'll hear. I mean, as you're listening to it, there's nothing that's like it's not like explosions in the sky. Right. Where it's Friday night lights like swelling. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I can build this without a like nah. It just sounds like oh fuck. (laughs) Did we forget to record vocals for Baphomet? (laughs) Oh, I guess call it a, a demon. Like that's what we'll call it. Why? I don't know. Because it's kind of dark and foreboding. Uh, this actually is even when I got it is a song that kind of lost me a little bit I always thought it was fine right um, you know people you need to fill in a record yeah you gotta you gotta hit a certain time <laughs> yes I definitely know that <laughs> <laughs> would uh, not necessarily this song but this band in general is this a, a moshy band because there's a lot of like kind of slower parts there still would be much, especially I think at the time because it was a lot of like New York hardcore mm-hmm. kids who were just like, we're gonna still mosh hard. There. Gotcha. Um, and then I think as they got bigger or tried to do the bigger tours, it became more of the mushing. What's uh, mushing? Mushing is when it's like <laughs> dudes who saw moshing and were like, I think I can do that, but it doesn't have any specific like. It's kind of more suburban kids who aren't into a subgenre okay. to me. All right. Whenever it's mushing, it's just a lot of just like, oh, this is insane. Like, oh, I see. Like versus like, oh, you're doing windmill, you're right. picking up change. There's some weird kickboxing stuff. Like, right. It's got weird actual like moves somehow, or it's from a punk world. Sure, sure, sure. Mushing is when like the jock shows up and just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I want to, I want to punch people. Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna mush. Oh, okay. Uh, so I think once they started to try to get on like bigger tours because I can't remember what tours they went like I feel like they went out with like again they were on a major so it had right. to be like I think they probably went out with like Anthrax mm. which is like not exactly like even though Anthrax had connections to New York hardcore right. and then they definitely went on tour with Deftones like right before they broke up Scott Ian that's from Anthrax you got it correct? Buddy. yeah you no. literally only know that from VH1 talking head shows don't you or Brian Posehn <laughs> it's probably Brian Posehn <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Okay>. <laughs> Understandable. I, I genuinely don't know why I know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, he also has a giant stupid beard. beard. So you got to know that. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, but Posein is like best friends with him. So <laughs> you're not escaping Scotty. You right. know anything about Brian Posein. Um, but yeah, there would be Machas. Not as much hardcore dancing, probably. What, is, what does that look like? Uh, again, like, well, if you really legitimately want to know, like, go look at uh, Sick of It All Scratch the Surface video. Okay. It was a video that was like, they were the New York hardcore band that has existed forever, but they legitimately had a video that came out around this time, and it just showed you the move. And it was like kind of tongue-in-cheek. Huh. Sure. Right. It was like the, the video was a news profile about this new hardcore dancing. But, like, there was picking up change, which was, like, legitimately, it huh. looks like you're picking yeah. up change. That's the move I did the most. Uh, windmill is when you're swinging yes. your arms in a windmill. The gorilla is when you kind of have one arm <laughs> up and you're kind of pushing like this. Uh, it slowly became, as the years went on, more kickboxy. There's definitely a huh. lot of, like, there was one band, Drowning Room, that lived in uh, upstate New York that always played Connecticut. Their singer, Sean Mesler, who I think now does special effects for horror movies, huh. uh, he had, like, a razor leg. So it was constantly like, I'd see a clap, and then be like, oh no, he's going to kick back. So it was always like, on the edge of a pit, clap, kick back, and I'd be like, nope, like, <laughs> watch out for my glasses. <laughs> like, there's a lot of worry as a glasses person. That's right. super fair. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also, like, in the sickle video, there's the emo dance, which was, again, before emo became what emo yeah. was. But it was kids wearing backpacks and yeah. small track jackets, <laughs> and they're just doing this move, like kind of like bumping into each other slightly. Uh, I love that. <laughs> quicksand weirdly would have been maybe emo-y at sure. the time. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a godfather of screamo, according <laughs> to the internet. Right. My I old band. Is it on your incredible. Wikipedia? I think it's, someone might have thrown it on there. I think honestly. I saw that there. Um, yeah. It's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> All those bands I get blamed for somewhat. And I'm like, no, I swear. You're like, it's not my fault. I didn't know. I don't know who these bands are. <laughs> I don't know who Silverstein is. They covered oh, our song. I, I do. don't know. They covered one of our songs, and I was like, oh, we should have registered that. <laughs> we don't get any royalties. It's fine. I remember discovering that your band had a Wikipedia page and just being like, wow, this is this goes so deep. People... Really I don't know talk this. about. I, I mean, I'm yes. always being at UCB. I don't like. It, you it know, was, people like, always vaguely knew, like, oh, you do. You yeah. do band things. Band yeah. things, whatever that means. And it's hard too because then, like, I don't know if you know Matt Rubano. Yeah, I do. Like, yeah, Matt Rubano was like in Taking Back Sunday, right. yep. All American Rejects. Like, people would be like, oh, like Rubano. Like right. when he came on the scene, I'm just like, I mean, <laughs> he played best. Like he played shows. Yeah. Like Orchid was popular, quote unquote. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like to a small subset. Yeah. Like there were many Orchid tattoos, but, <laughs> you know, it's not getting me any money for my <laughs> baby. So, you know. I think the moment that solidified it for me was the Taco Bell. Oh, the Taco Bell fuck. <laughs> yep. We got... Feed the Beat. Feed the Beat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we won that. My, uh, uh, my friend Katie... Uh, who will probably be on the podcast at some point, ran the Feed the Feet program for a oh, while. Oh, really? It, would, it probably would have been... She's younger than me, so yeah. it probably would have... I don't know what years this... Should uh, we do a reunion? I mean, that would be amazing. <laughs> it, I'm trying to think, because like it probably would have been 2005-ish, 2006. Yeah, she's too young. She's too young then. Uh, but yeah, it was this Taco Bell Feed the Beat, and they gave touring bands... Mm-hmm. They still uh, do it. They still do it? Yeah, oh. they still do it. It was like Taco Bell bucks that never expire yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to promote the fourth meal. Yep. Uh, and I d- legitimately didn't remember filling it out. And then we got an email saying we were going to get yeah. it. 
Oh, actually, it must have been later because it was our last tour. It was in 2007. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and because I remember there was an article on Pitchfork because it's been Enon was like, I don't remember signing up for this. <laughs> I think Ted Leo was angry yeah, about I it, I remember too. Ted Leo. And I remember I was like, fuck all y'all. Like, <laughs> You're like, give me yours. Yeah, seriously. I still have them. Dude, also because Taco Bell is the best fast food place for vegetarians. Yep. So for me, it was yeah. like, especially oh, yeah. as slowly, like, you know, Orchid, we were all straight into vegetarian. And yeah. then slowly... Some people broke the edge. Some people stopped being vegetarian. And then Panthers was just like, let's get cocaine. And then, like, I was like, I'm driving, Yeah, I guess. And slowly it became like, can we at least go to Taco Bell? Because you can eat there. I can eat there. Because also you could throw down, like, 20 other Taco Bell bucks. And we got, like, I'm like, throw a Mexican pizza. Yeah. (laughs) I don't care. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I still have at least 50 to 100. I, I remember I might have given them all because I remember my this band Baron Heaven went on tour and I was like, take a hundo. Yeah. I got me. <laughs> but yeah, I was not like, I was like, please give them. I don't care yeah. about like, I, I'm, uh, we had enough times that I regret like, you know, the scruples of like being sponsored by Sparks. Oh, uh, boy. Do you, remember, do you remember Sparks? It's yeah. Like an energy it drink? It was an energy drink, energy drink malt pep- liquor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was a combination. I never had it. Bad. But I, I knew people who loved it. We went on, oh. like, a Vice tour because we were on, yes. Panthers was on Vice, so we were all Vice fans, and they were like, we're going to get you a whole buttload of sponsors. And I was like, oh, already this is weird as an old punk. Sure. Whatever. I need to we're, eat. Yeah, we yeah. need to make money. And then it was, like, all these big names, and then slowly became, it's Sparks. And they're giving you each $1,000, which we just paid a tour manager, like, and that was it. Yeah. And then what that meant was every show we went to, there were cases of sparks. Oh. Cases of them. Like, and sometimes they would be like, oh, you don't get drinks, you have sparks. Oh. And sometimes there was the no worst. water, like, because they had sparks. <laughs> oh, no. So worst, people were going crazy. Yeah, the worst thing about sparks, too, you should not, well, you should never drink it, period. Yep. But... It just, like, existed for, like, I feel like a year when I was in college. Mm-hmm. The one and only time I got drunk off of Sparks, I then was up for... It, it's like drinking and doing cocaine. Yeah. Because you're just... Then you're just wasted laying in bed. And you're like, well, I'm going to die because I can't go <laughs> yeah. to sleep now. And I'm just... I'm going to be awake until I'm hungover. Oh, my God. Just, it was just a true nightmare. Yeah. So picture that for five weeks. Ugh. Like, of just, like, Jesus. every venue. Just more Sparks and just, like, people dying from it. And they would send swag. We'd get little Sparks keychains and banners. <laughs> it was the worst, which is so, like, you know. And then we did, like, we got asked to play a camel tent, and I was like, I'm not doing that. Fair. What is that? that one. Isn't it South by Southwest? There was a camel music tent. I was like, I'm Cigarettes. Oh, oh, Cigarettes. Got it, got it, yep. got it, got it. What uh, year would that have been? I feel like that's, oh, well, actually, maybe always legal in Texas, because yeah. that's definitely not legal in yeah, most no. states at I, this point. That must have been 2004, okay. 2005, because I think the last time we went to South by, maybe it was last time, that's when we actually got sponsored by Scion. Uh, I, I drove a Scion. I support this. There was a period where Scion <laughs> was doing crazy marketing. Yeah, towards, they were trying to be really cool. And I heard from the guy, like, it was all extreme metal bands. So, like, oh, they were putting out... Huh. Like straight up like EPs by Immolation, <laughs> Magruder Grind. This is maybe why they're out of business. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> like, and they weirdly would like. There was no promotion. Like, it would just be like that's so fucking like, weird. Like they paid for Carcass, who had just reunited, to come over, and they paid to sponsor that. And when you got there, there was nothing that said Scion really anywhere. Weird. And so we played South by Southwest, opening for the Melvins, Boris, and Pelican, and. 
they paid for an individual hotel room for each of us. Which is very expensive yep. at South By. And a very nice hotel, too. Huh. Nicer than anyone we ever had. And then planes and money. <laughs> and the only thing I saw was there was one Scion-wrapped car that had the Melvins on it. It was a nice poster anyways. I have it hanging up in my apartment. Uh, As someone crazy. who produces branded events, mm-hmm. that is wild to yeah. me. Yeah. It was insane. Every was brand wants their logo too? on everything. Like it was that stuff, oh, yeah. and it was so much fun. But like, I asked the guy from Vice, and he's like, no, they've seen an uptick in 18 to 34-year-old males <laughs> who like extreme metal. That? Because I think crazy. people are just like, oh, no, you like Magruder grind. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's incredible. I bet it gets good mileage, <laughs> yeah. though. That's all I cares about. <laughs> they did get good mileage. Uh, that's it. That's wait, no stop Spotify. Oh, it went straight to the new record. It did. It did. Uh, welcome to 2017. <laughs> new. Quick I'm not sets. ready. You gotta <laughs> ease me in. Yeah, it's too much. Um, that's the album. Huh. I was really scared to have you on the show. Yeah, he was terrified. Uh, I tried to think in your somewhat in your terms. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was all very listenable, which is as nice as I get on the show. Yeah. Uh, I could definitely, honestly, so like I wasn't super focused on the lyrics. Sure. Um, but I think that would probably, based on what I heard, be the biggest turnoff is the fact that the lyrics would be impenetrable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they might not be. You might find, like I've drawn what I think are right, like, you right. know, they're not so poetry-ish. Okay. Sure. Like, but they're just not as straightforward as the hardcore bands. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm just like. Be positive. Think straight. <laughs> like, you know, where you're like, okay, yeah. All right, be positive. I know. Think straight. All right. Great. Okay. I got, got it. it. Got Let it. me just write that down in my notebook. Drive a scion. Yeah. This is working out well. <laughs> yes. I know what car to buy when I get older. Uh, yeah. If it was on in the background, you wouldn't even bat an eye. Right. No. Yeah. On the whole, I think I enjoyed that. Huh. That's what I like to hear. What, what genre do we put that in? Is that hardcore? Post-hardcore. Post-hardcore. <laughs> okay. I like Ramsey trying to navigate genres. Because also, I'm super bad at knowing where bands go in mm-hmm. genres. And I hate trying to define yeah. them. But, yeah. It, it definitely has changed my perception of that music in general. I mean, don't let it change it too much. Well, <laughs> it's I mean, still going to make you, you're still going to hate most of it. But, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, but no, I mean, that's a good thing. Like, yeah. It, no, they were, they're, they became, like, again, Walter writes great hooks. Uh, he, he can write songs. I think that was the other part too. He was like in a hardcore band, and Girl Biscuits had a lot of hooks nonstop. Yeah. Like, but then he was just like, "Oh, I can really do." Like, you know, right? Um, you know, like I don't think you need to search out the Moon Dog Seven Inch, which was the pre quicksand, <laughs> pre quicksand band that was like basically like the demos of this. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but like you might like Rival Schools, although Rival Schools you might think is too like Rival Schools was the band after. Uh, he's in a band that's a little bit more psyche now called Dead Heavens, I think. I might oh. give this new album a spin. I knew, sure? I knew Dead good. Heavens. I did not know. Okay. I think it's Walter's band. Okay, yeah. interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, new record's not bad. I, I think really weirdly for me, like I got the new record and I was like, awesome. Sounds like quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> but the, there was a bit where I was just like, I, I, I hate to say that I don't know if I need a new quicksand sure, record no, right totally. now. Sure. Just because I have so many, like I'm like, I'll look at my list of records that I'm backed up on of like, trying to catch up on right. some obscure death metal band <laughs> as well as some fucking French prog band from 1973 <laughs> as well as all these new age records I've like accrued like you know over the past couple months and I'm like all right maybe I'll listen to quicksand a couple months 
Uh, I'm glad you it worked for you. Thank you for bringing it. It's about the get. I, that's what I guessed it would be. Nice middle of the. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I also had no idea what this sounded like. I liked it. Great. Pos- net we positive did it. here. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> It's so weird. I mean, any record from your youth, you're constantly just like, I don't know. If you stand behind 100%, you're crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, there's always has to be the caveat. Like, unless it's something very particular. Like, it's right. like, yeah. you know, like, because uh, like, it's like, you also have to know exactly what that person can deal with. Right. True. Like, that's why I hate any times. Like, every once in a while, people be like, hey, what metal record should I listen to? I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, what is your threshold? Right. Yeah. Like, what subgenre do you want me to go into? <laughs> yeah, you've mentioned, like, 20 subgenres I've never And I can keep going. Of. You mentioned yeah. Will Hines before. It's always, he thinks it's the funniest thing <laughs> I do. But it's all my life. Like, I can just keep going on subgenre upon subgenre. Like, you know, listen to a lot of Dungeon Synth lately. Right. And, like, you know. if you want <laughs> Tolkien-inspired... These guys only do Silmarillion. Yeah, as it's opposed exactly to... what I was doing. Yeah. To, like, and I knew I was only going to get Anthony King with like Blind Guardian right. because I was like, because they sing and it's operatic. <laughs> yep. Like, and it's the closest thing to bad musicals I can think of. <laughs> I certainly don't care about those, but right. like, I got to convince you to like something here. <laughs> I'm not going to win you over with freaking you know Cannibal Corpse at the very least, like at all. Uh, yeah. I'm glad I, I won you over somewhat. Yes. I'm a winner. You are a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for bringing that. Of course. Uh, Jeff, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, what is my Twitter? <laughs> At G Garlock. But that's also <laughs> such a butthole. Yeah. It's like, just I mean, kind of whatever. Who really cares anymore? I'm you... amazed I still put jokes on there because <laughs> who cares about jokes? That, that's no. what we were doing this for, people. Yeah. Uh, ooh, Instagram. What am I? Uh, Jeff Garlock? I think you're Jeff Garlock. I think I'm just Jeff Garlock. Just use Google. Yeah. Honestly, yes. Go to Google. I (laughs) should know my handles. Uh, This is why I'm terrible. But go to, and then go to Revolver for Worst Gig Ever. You have to go to Revolver's podcast to sign up for it. It's not. It's one feed. It's one feed. So all their shows are on there. But also, if you, it's a weird idea. I'm saying it. You're shaking your head silently. <laughs> I'm saying it loudly. <laughs> it's a weird idea. Maybe they'll fix it one day. Sure. That being said, there's a hundred episodes that we recorded that are under the worst gig ever. Uh, that was me and my old co-host, Mike Pace, uh, with everyone on there from Walter from Quicksand to Freddie Madball from this crew that will <laughs> fight you. No, to no Abby please. and Alana and to, you know, Julie Klausner and lots of comedians. The and fun John people. Benjamin one's on there or was that video only? Oh, and then you can also go to official comedy. Maybe that still exists. Maybe? The YouTube page. We did seven half hour episodes of Worst Gig Ever and one of them with John Benjamin. That's very great. Um, and go check out my band, Low Estate. I'm lowestatebandcamp.com. And I don't know, other things. <laughs> I'm sure I've got a lot more. The Google me. It's yeah. there. Google. Come it's say easiest. hi to his baby. Come say hi to Harry. <laughs> I need to see people sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Give me work. Yeah. Perfect. Ramsey. Oh, no. Oh, no. Stand off. Uh, you go first. At Heather Shea. S-H-A-E. At Ramsey S. <laughs> uh, give us a review on iTunes. I know all the podcasts say to do that, but we need them more. That is true. Yeah. I don't want any reviews. Oh, is that true? worst gig ever. Okay. Uh, I think it's a bad move. Uh-huh. Um, it's, I think it's the downfall of podcasts. It's very silly that it's required. Um, if you would like to review Jeff's podcast, you can do it on, on our, our podcast. Yeah. Brought to you by Shave Club. Shave Club. It's a razor. 
<laughs> I decided to throw a sponsor in at the yeah, end. I, like I really think that's real. Is it real? Shave Club, maybe. Yeah. Dollar. Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Bye. Bye.